0: Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049
1: Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy?
2: Hello, and welcome to the first 2021 edition of 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Happy New Year to you, Garrett.
3: Happy New Year, Ted, and let it be a night to dismember. Dismember, yes.
2: <laughs> was your New Year's Eve a night to dismember? Oh yeah, I, I my wife and I told different variations yes. of different events. I
3: was going to suggest we, you know, we re-release our, our that episode
2: oh, uh, yeah. on New Year's Eve, but um, before we get into tonight's episode, which is uh, season three, episode one, we're
3: starting a new year and yes. a new
2: this, season. Yes, isn't that it's very exciting? We didn't even plan that out. Yeah. uh but we in order to do that uh we did do season one last time boy did we ninety minute episode we got uh epic the, epic yes, the feedback we got uh the people who were vocal to us were not pleased with our point of view, uh, which we knew that <laughs> happen uh there was quite uh a lot of discussion on the facebook page about uh the people who liked this show apparently there is a facebook page devoted only just to season season one one, that's incredible um i obviously people like different it's almost a different tv show so people like different tv shows and so true people like season one it's what it is it's not a surprise um but we did get some feedback about that you know
3: it occurred to me now that we're starting season three like now if there's anyone who is uh, just finding out about the podcast there's a wonderful opportunity to start with our season one recap that's true then go through all of season two in
2: sequence and now
3: i'm not sure
2: They'll benefit from that is but that's true
3: well you would be able to sort of walk through all the episodes sequentially just
2: if like they're you. very uh type a that will be like, <laughs> or very um, OCD, if you're yes that will help them uh but anyway, moving on to this episode, which is called "Gloria Hallelujah," air date on 9:1572. Do you know what's special about 91572? No, no. It's my second birthday.:
3: You're September 15th. Yeah, I'm September 15th. Oh, wow. So were you, are you obviously you must, that two years-old must have clicked on the: Oh, I love the, the is,
2: old I, uh, that's when I black and, and white first TV. When, and, first white No, I'd call it TV. Oh Okay. I'd I had TV. a
3: black and white in my room.
2: Uh, no, yes, a... I uh, was not watching this at two years old, but it was my okay. second birthday. Wow. And this episode was directed by Gary Marshall, so he obviously... Taken the wanted, reins. Yeah, wanted to put his stamp on the beginning of the third season. And you want to mention the writer? Well, yes, the writer is one
3: familiar name to us already, Rick Mittelman, uh, who was a regular, certainly a regular writer in season two uh he wrote the blanche getting remarried episode i think or is that the he wrote an act to dismember there you go
4: yeah
3: how appropriate
2: so we open up with a close-up uh in oscar's room of the garbage can which is ironic for several reasons obviously Uh, and it says help keep your city clean so i think we're supposed to presume he stole this garbage can
4: uh or or am i wrong Sounds like a, a, a
2: black garbage can. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we see in it uh, a rope, something it looks like a robe or a towel. There's some sort of linen item in I there. I missed that. And a paper cup. And the first voice we hear is Myrna saying, Mr. Madison, it's me, Myrna, your secretary. Which, of course, is only said for the purpose of the audience, because I think this is the second time we've seen her. Only.
3: Yes. And yeah, so this is uh, good to just pause on for a second that Myrna, Penny Marshall sister of gary marshall debuted the character of myrna in the only on at one time in season two right she had a brief appearance in season two i think it was the you save my life episode uh and she had one scene in it so it's clear that that's was like you know they weren't sure about her yet as a character and here we are right at the beginning of season three announcing her as, to remind first, people that she first, voice, she, we first hear. voice we hear yeah. she is Oscar's secretary in case you yeah. forgot her from that one episode in season two and they're sticking with her and she's going to be a regular
2: and she says I let myself in like you said so she walks into Oscar room which is piled high with mess it feels like more mess than season yeah, two especially right. on the bed now when she walks in she's unfazed which I, I didn't remember I thought she got she does get scared in a moment but she walks in and doesn't have one ounce of concern that of mm-hmm. the room. I mm-hmm. guess she's seen the room enough. Right. Um, she puts keys down on the bedside table uh, and doesn't really see anything in the room. Doesn't see Oscar. Um, and when she puts the keys down, it makes a noise and then uh, Oscar wakes up and he's under this pile of clothing mm-hmm. and he's the clothing starts to rise and that does scare yes. Verna. Uh, he uncovers himself, which gets an applause break from the audience. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I guess... We're not used to seeing that much. Yeah. Well, I think it's the first scene of the first
3: new yeah, season. Yeah. I think
2: that audience was really primed and sure. they hadn't seen them before. It's so a, I, big a
3: big entrance
4: for us. a big entrance. I
2: think as a viewer who just watches these mm. episodes over and over, it's like, why did that get a prospect? Yeah. I think it's the moment of the right. of the audience. Myrna says, you scared me. This room scares me. So now she says <laughs> it, although she didn't look it before. Oscar says, I must have dozed off. Myrna says you ought to get an ecology award for recycling all the garbage into your room. (laughs) Topical? Uh, Yes, that's right. Oscar says a secretary only types seven words a minute. Shouldn't be fresh. (laughs) Sounds like a bad secretary. Oscar says he likes Myrna because she's bad at her job. Oh, right. (laughs) Um, Myrna asks Oscar if he uh, has a bad headache. He says, no, I got a good headache. And Myrna points out that she brought him his mail while Oscar gives Myrna his typed column. Oscar says, there's something wrong with the way you look. You look good.
4: <laughs>
2: and Myrna says, thank you, and that it really does show. And then she goes to look at herself in Oscar's mirror, mirror, but the mirror is, like, hung too high on the wall. So she stands on a chair. And I don't know if you notice this, but Oscar, like, puts a newspaper on the chair?
3: Yeah, I think to imply that how high up the mirror is, that the chair is not enough. Right. Oh, oh I, you think it's to keep the chair
2: from right. getting dirty? I think... The newspaper isn't thick enough to do no. what you're saying. Although okay. you could be right, it could be both. But I, I didn't remember as a newspaper. Right. I just remember he put something there. Yeah. The joke, I think, is more that he's trying to not have her get the chair dirty, which is ironic, which is hip- uh, hypocritical. And the hip- yes. Uh, and the role, the the uh, the 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 chair also has a robe or a towel, or something on it before he puts the newspaper on it. Myrna says, I do look good, don't I, Mr. Madison? My ship finally came in. I met the greatest guy, a stockbroker, and I think it looks serious. Oscar asks, where did she meet him? And she says she joined a computer dating service, Executron. Myrna says they only handle executives and girls with a college education. I'm the latter. Mm -hmm. You heard of them, Executron, where the wealthy meet the healthy. Oscar says he saw their ad in the paper, a man and a woman walking up the steps to a bank. By the way, that joke to me feels like something out of Family Ties. More, oh. like when I hear it, it feels like I could see <laughs> S- 80s saying it to Alex. Yeah, Murder says it's terrific, and Oscar ought to sign up. Oscar says, "What are you kidding? I don't need a computer dating service. I got a terrific social life." Myrna says, "I'm the last to talk out of turn, but I'm secretary. But I'm but as a secretary, I know all about your social life. You're not hot." Oscar says, "I date a lot." Myrna says, you stay home a lot more. And Oscar says, well, I mean, everyone hits a slump once in a while. Then Oscar starts to pour something into a shoehorn. Mm -hmm. Myrna asks, what's that? Oscar says, tonic. Myrna says, do you always take tonic with a shoehorn? Mm -hmm. The line itself, her saying that gets more of a laugh than the actual act of doing Mm -hmm. it, because I think the audience couldn't tell what was going on, Mm -hmm. because it's a small... Yeah. Shoehorn small. It's a
3: small, it's a mini shoehorn, right? Yes, Not it's the a big... small
2: prop. So it was interesting that she had to s- announce what was happening for the audience to yep. enjoy it. Oscar says, um, I couldn't find a spoon, but I clean it, I clean it. <laughs> I, clean it, it. I, I clean I, it, I clean it. On that's his the robe. funniest part. Yeah, yes. that's <laughs> and then he wipes it on the rope. Myrna asks, what do you put your shoes on with? A fork? And we get the famous Myrna.
3: Laugh. <laughs>
2: Oscar gives her a look and she stops laughing. He hands, uh, she hands Oscar the executor on card. Oscar has how much it costs. And she says $200, which is $1,200 today,
4: mm.
2: which seems like. Uh, if it's an elite high-end, service. Yeah, really, high end yeah. service. Uh, Oscar says that seems like a lot and says to Myrna, um, but she says, Mr. Madison, you can't put a price on loneliness. And she leaves. So she, Oscar crumples up the card and says, what does she know? And then he says, she knows I'm not hot and goes and gets the paper and gets the card and uncrumples it and we go to credits. So just a little history of computer dating. Computer dating started in 1959 when students at Stanford matched 49 people via an IBM mainframe and punch cards. And then in 1965, Harvard students turned that into a business called Operation Match. And then other college students started to form dating services and by, by the time this episode aired there were companies called DateMate and Phase 2 so the the first phase <laughs> wow. of match.com was in Well the, yeah i mean uh,
3: this you know it's, this is going to become more and more obvious but god i mean this is here's here's one of these period fad 70s fad episodes that really is current i mean yes. it's the it is so recognizable which is
2: why it doesn't feel dated
3: right right I mean, it's aside from there being no pictures in their profiles uh, which is key to this episode um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, might as well be match.com. Right. And there even is, I've seen ads for the one that is for like rich people for yeah, like yeah. elites.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 Ray Riza, yeah. something like that. Uh, so after the credits we open up on Felix putting watermelon into fancy glasses and that watermelon looks really good to me. I don't know. It does it, actually the way it looks really it. good. Yeah. Oscar walks in and says, I'm home Felix. And Felix asks, did you wipe your feet? Meaning on the doormat outside. But Oscar's already in the apartment, wipes his feet on the rug, <laughs> uh, and says, yeah. Felix says, good. I just shampooed the rug. Oscar asks Makes Felix, that even worse. Exactly. Oscar asks Felix, what is he making? Felix says, little melon balls. And Oscar starts to eat them with his fingers. And Felix says, no, not with your fingers. Come on. Oscar picks up an ice cream scooper and says, why don't you make one big one? Felix says, because if I made one that size, that's the size you would put in your mouth. Felix says, go wash your hands, and Oscar heads to the kitchen sink, and Felix says he's going to wash his hands in the kitchen sink. Then Oscar asks, What was in the mail today? And that's when we're gonna get our first clip here.
1: Just an ad to remove unwanted hair and the wrong address. Where's the wrong address? Over there, a Mr. Andre Laplue. Did you ever? <laughs> don't do that! That's a federal offense! We're <laughs> <don't really> just <laughs> in trouble tonight. You know, that's my letter. What? You've changed your name. Yeah. Oscar. You've sent away for dirty books under another name.
0: Can you cut it out. I'm Andre La Plume.
1: It's my pen name. Pen name? La Plume. How did you ever think of that? What do you need a pen name for? Well, if you must. What? Any business. Don't tell me. <laughs> Makes me know, never mind. It's none of my beeswax. It's none of my beeswax. <laughs> Come on, what? Come on. Please. Oh, all right. Well, I, I signed up with a... What? Come on. Computer dating outfit. Computer dating? You? Yeah. The last of the lukewarm lovers. I a <laughs> Oh, Mr. LaBleu. Right. I'd be ashamed. I am. Uh, why do you think I didn't use my... Oh, come on. Andre. Oh, come on. Oh, oh down, down, please. Down. I'm dying to know. How'd you get mixed up with computer dating?
0: Well, let's face it, Phoenix, I'm lonely. I'm lonely and I'm tired. I'm tired of all those empty conversations about sex and astrology. I want a meaningful relation. All right, laugh. All right, laugh.
1: But I'm tired of going every night to my lonely bed. Lonely bed. Everything you've ever owned is in
4: there. <laughs> well,
0: i tell you, I thought if there was
1: one person in this world who would have understood, it would have been you. But was I wrong, boy? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I'll stab myself with a carrot. No, <laughs> Absolutely right believe me computer dating is a legitimate time-tested way to bring perfectly suited people together now you really think I did the right thing did you do the right thing what have you had until now chance meetings in hallways with door-to-door fundraisers brief encounters with airline stewardesses who just wanted to sit down and rest their feet that's not for you you deserve something better you want something that will blossom into a relationship between two people whose fate has been charted, not only by the stars above, but by the computers below. (laughs) Compare the transients of beer with the enduring bouquet of fine wine. And you ask me, did you do the right thing?
0: I don't know. Did I? (laughs) It's been such a long time since I asked. Cheers. (laughs)
2: There was one dated reference in there about astrology, but hey, uh, there's still astrology columns, yeah. But are there, I don't think, a lot of dating conversations about it. I
3: don't think, yeah, I don't think that's uh, even match.com probably, from what I've heard, uh, does not ask your son.
2: I like what Felix says, Makes me know, never mind, yeah, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> oh, and none right of my there. beeswax, none of my beeswax, yeah, yeah. um. At the end, the laughing is because uh, Felix has served Oscar a glass of wine, but he chooses beer instead, and then he eats the melon balls with his hands again. Yeah, And I like what he says. I like what he says. It was so long since I asked the question. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yes, a
3: long-winded answer. Um, you know, uh, just a couple of things. First of all, is it... I know the joke is obvious, but uh, we should just say for the record that la plume yeah. is uh, French for pen. Yeah, yeah, It's like the most basic french thing you could come up with if you didn't know french
2: there's a there's an i love lucy episode oh no kidding french and the yeah. first thing she is taught is i la believe D- right
3: there's a the la plume de matante my aunt's pen was for some reason for many oh, years the first from, lesson in a in a french phrase no, book yeah. that's
2: not that's not i Lucy, okay. just the pen. but anyway oh, okay uh
3: and the other thing uh, occurred to me was uh i'll
2: oh, slip my mind never mind right. sorry uh, so now we have a new scene. Oscar's filling out a form uh, at the living room couch and on the table in front of him uh, uh, on a napkin are a bunch of food dif- laid out in front of him. <laughs> a can of beer, this is a slice of pizza, pickles, a banana, an ice cream bar <laughs> and an apple. And he takes a bite of each. Yeah, he,
3: the watching Jack Hugman <laughs> yeah. go one after the yeah. other in like assembly line of snacks that are
2: totally mismatched, right? Yes. <laughs> but we see Oscar do that a lot. You know, he's yeah. goop melange. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and he always you know mixing the Chinese and the Italian <laughs> came up. Uh, he, he, this was he was before it was fashionable, right? Yeah, Fu- fusion. Now we call it
3: fusion cuisine.
2: So Felix comes home and he, now we see him wipe his feet outside the apartment and the mat's outside. So that's very good consistency that yeah. Felix does exactly what he asked Oscar to do. Uh, Oscar good. asks, where was he? And Felix says he was on a date with Miriam, who we will meet later for the first time. Oscar says upstairs, Miriam. Felix says, yeah, lovely person. Oscar says, how come I haven't met her? By the way, that sounded dubbed in when he says that. How <laughs> come I haven't met her sounded dubbed to me. Felix says, I'm preparing her. She's very delicate. Oscar says, "Where'd you take her?" Felix says, "I didn't take her. I uh, didn't take her anywhere. We never left the building. We stayed in and watched an educational show on TV." Oscar says, "Oh, that's thrilling." Felix says, "It was very exciting. It was all about the habits of the Central American raccoon. It's called the Coda Mundi, and it has almost a prehensile nose. The Coda Mundi eats nothing but dead worms, <laughs> and his diet is better than yours." <laughs> now I looked up the Coda Mundi, and ironically. It says that the kodamundi eats insects, fruit, rodents, lizard, and small steaks. There was no mention of worms.
3: Uh-huh. You just so had to look it up. Didn't I you?
2: did. Well, that's part of what we. Did. <laughs> well, you
3: know, science. Uh, maybe they've learned more in the last fifty years about the kodamundi. Maybe.
2: Uh, Felix asks Oscar what is he doing, and he says he's filling out forms, which leads to this scene. Our form, your oh, personality a profile. Show, yeah, then?
1: I never knew that. What? You like square dancing? You see, there's a lot about me you don't know. Grab your
0: partner through around. kick her in the elbow. Yeah, hey, you're hey, you're, hey, hey do
1: stones.
0: Hey. I was stationed in Montana. Favorite food? Garbage. <laughs> Crepe Suzette. <laughs> Felix, leave me alone, will
1: you? I gotta get this in the mail by tomorrow if I want to match up. What, wait, wait, what is what, what? What? Overall appearance? Above average? Yeah. What's your definition of average? The Wolf Man? <laughs>
0: The paper puts my picture at the top of my column every day. Would they do
1: that if I was just average-looking? The paper also prints Mutt and Jeff every day, and they're not above average either. And Mutt's a better dresser than you are. Let me give it the you, If I put down average, I get an average-looking girl, and that's not what I'm looking for. You've got to fill this out with absolute accuracy so they match you up with the right
0: person. What do you mean accuracy? It's not a science. It's a matter of opinion. Who's to say what's above average, what's
1: average? If there's one man in this world who's average-looking, it's you. You're very nice looking, but you're average. Is that right? Yes. Well, what would you put down for yourself on that question? No, I
0: no, want no no. It's very important. You say that I'm average, what are you?
1: Well above average.
0: <laughs> you're well above me, huh? Yes.
1: Were you almost voted cutest boy in your high school
4: yearbook?
1: <laughs> well, I would have been, but you couldn't have two awards, and I already had the home economics medal. But let's face it, I've always been a very cute person. Well, they don't have any
0: any category down here. Cutest, very cute. All they have is excellent, above average, average, below average, and we're returning your deposit. You're, you're defeating the very purpose of
1: computer data. You...
0: I'm above average, above average, and I'm leaving it in. I'm
4: in
1: do you believe in premarital sex you checked yes no and sometimes you checked
4: all <laughs> i'm
0: allowed my moods i'm just trying to be
1: honest then why aren't you honest about your averageness again when you go to bed let me finish this please oh centuries of science have brought us to the computer age in a- <laughs> Locusts. <laughs> Oscar, you're going to foul up the entire computer mechanism. You're lying I on your application. I'm trying to tell the absolute truth.
0: Favorite sport, yacht racing.
2: <laughs> so a couple things about that scene. When uh the, the scene we hear, the laugh we hear that's a visual is Oscar opening a bag of potato chips and dumping the entire bag out on the table
3: which elicits a gasp from one <laughs> woman in the audience who goes oh because it's oscar emptying an entire bag of frito-lays or something on a coffee table it's now great. two
2: inconsistencies at the beginning he says he was stationed in montana which i don't believe is true or was well, it? another army reference right and he <laughs> says he likes square dancing and he it sounds like he's saying that sincerely, but there's a whole episode with Pernell Roberts. Yes, he's, he's much later, of course. Dance, and he does do it like that, but he clearly isn't interested in doing it. <laughs> so another inconsistency. Uh, but I love that scene. That scene is funny from start to I,
3: I you're Such so a great so, scene. Yeah. I, in fact, I was just thinking like, this may be like for second for second, moment yeah. for moment, the best scene I've seen for this podcast so far. It's just like, And I feel that way a lot about this episode. Like that, here they are. Here we are at the beginning of season three, and we're really hitting a stride. Like they really know how to do this now.
2: Yes, this is uh, from our point of view why season one was not good and season two had hits or misses. But really, outside of a couple clunkers, there's a couple clunkers in the rest. Okay,
3: we'll find it. But I just say this is a very strong start. And yes, uh, but this scene. What's great about this scene is that you have the plot development of him filling out the dating form. But we have, and that's funny. But then we have all the Oscar disgusting eating jokes and the messiness jokes also on top of everything. All, and Felix, by the way, is also doing a lot of physical business of cleaning up and all this. So it's just its just a perfect scene.
2: Uh, we should say Mutt and Jeff was a comic strip. Oh, it ran yeah. from 1907 to 1983. That's it was considered time. the first daily comic strip. Really, and it was yeah. It's about the hijinks and get-rich-quick schemes of a tall guy Mutt and a short guy Jeff. It's kind of like a loyal party. And I him. have
3: to admit, I never, I always knew the name probably from the, this, this scene, but so Mutt and Jeff are not animals.
2: No, no, he is not, not an like actual a, mutt. No no, 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 okay, no,
3: because that's what uh, I always thought was the joke about Mutt's a better dresser.
2: No, uh, they're just they were kind of uh, a bit miscreanty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we have a new scene now we see the exterior of nino's restaurant again which we saw in the new year's flashback episode and the one rick middleman yes reusing Uh, the same stuff yes and i did not try to go find it again i could not find where that existed last time i looked um oscar and felix are giving their jackets to the maitre d and felix says to the maitre d on hangers if you will no hooks and the man says we have no hooks monsieur and that man is played by harvey miller it was built under his original lane harvey skolnick one of the show's producers and writers and we referred to him just last episode because you pointed out Garrett, that he was yeah. rubber ducky right in that uh new and movie. can i uh,
3: two more things i want to add yes. Yes. one yeah isn't it funny that in that first season one episode uh at where he's the rubber ducky and he's a, but he's really wearing a penguin outfit and they say hey aren't you the penguin from the play and he says, "No, I'm a Major D from the North Pole." Oh,
2: I didn't oh, sarcastically. Oh, yeah, yes, you're right. You know what? I did. I went back to watch the episode, and I heard that. You're right.
3: Right. And yeah, here he yeah. is playing a Major D. Yeah, d' yeah, of course, that's a great. Point, On yeah. the other hand, he. I did not recognize him at all. It is a total transformation. I'm all just even more impressed by Harvey Skolnick uh, as an actor because there's such range you know he 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 has i he's totally convincing as this snobby french maitre yeah. d even down to the way he says the line with the accent is we have no oux monsieur <laughs> yeah yeah um and i just want to finally add that isn't it funny that they use the nino's italian restaurant out exterior but this is clearly a french restaurant
2: yeah that's true yeah so it's kind of lazy on there. So Felix tells Oscar not to feel self-conscious, he's doing the right thing. And they go to a bar area and Felix asks Oscar if he is nervous. Oscar says, no. Felix says, then why are you drinking that man's drink? (laughs) And at the same time that's <laughs> happening, Felix, Oscar is picking up a guy, a guy at the bar is <laughs> drinks in front of him. It's such a great sight. It is. Oh my
3: it's God, so
2: yeah. funny. Uh, Oscar apologizes to the man, and Felix tells the man that Oscar has a computer-blind date, which embarrasses him. Which embarrasses Oscar. him even more. <laughs> yes. Oscar asks, where's Miriam? And Felix says she'll be here. Uh, she's joining us. Felix asks Oscar, what is the date's name? And he says, Sarah Morgan. Felix says, that's good. Sarah, biblical, Morgan, money, JP Morgan. Gives me very good vibrations. Your Sarah Morgan's gonna be a knockout, I know it. At this point, in walks Eleanor Donahue as Miriam Welby. And Oscar says, hey, maybe you're right. Wow, look at that. Felix says, this is Miriam. Hello, funny face. So let's talk about Eleanor Donahue. She was a child performer. She was in the movies in the 1940s as a child. Her big break was on Father Knows Best, where she played uh, Betty Anderson, who was also known as Princess for six years. And as you noted earlier, Father Knows Best starred um, Robert Young, who went on to play Marcus Welby.
3: And And then they took the name Welby as an Uh, homage.
2: He was on that show for six years. And then she went on to play Annie Griffith's girlfriend in the first season of Annie Griffith's show. But they kind of wrote that character out. And then her career kind of went into a slump. And this was a bit of a revival for her. And then she did a lot of other appearances, but it seems like after 2010, I, it sounds like to me, it looked like she retired to me, but I don't but know.
3: But we believe she's still living.
2: She's still living. I do have a fantasy of getting her on this podcast, talked about That'd it. would be I quite actually, a fantasy, Ted. Yeah. I will say I went, I did try to Google to see if she had any public facing. Uh-huh social presence that i could not she
3: it. does give an interview to that uh tv history youtube channel whatever
2: yeah the world yeah.
3: history and she talks uh, about the odd couple uh, they and, have connections it's so a relatively that. recent uh if you people are interested in seeing her in a recent footage you know just since we're talking about miriam the character i mean notice here we are you know beginning of season three someone actually didn't a, a reader a listener ask us like what do you think happened with nancy yeah in season two yeah but they just dropped oscar's girlfriend And it was very clear to me that at some point they realized it is not in the show's interest for either of these guys to have a steady girlfriend, especially Oscar. Like, you know, once you give them a steady girlfriend, then it limits the uh, plot, you know, varieties you can have. And so here we are starting season three where Oscar is single, desperately single, and is very much dating. And Felix has a new girlfriend who was introduced. So Get making, you know, <laughs> there's always the thing hovering about the gossip of the odd couple is that they had to prove they weren't gay. So, this
2: is like a big way to do that. So, I, I'm i going to posit there's another reason for this. So, okay. Oscar not having a girlfriend makes sense because Oscar's not interested in Blanche and it's fun right. to have him date. He looks cool, wants to get back with Gloria, but you can't have him pine Gloria every week. That got really annoying. Yeah. Yes, I think did. by giving him a girlfriend, they allow the show not to have to have him focus on Gloria so much
3: well yes. but this episode of course is a, yes is it, it, it not, does it, yes doesn't really manifest in this episode but it i agree it. later on but as we cool. get through season three miriam yes. has an important function that
2: way yes right uh so felix introduces miriam to oscar and says they're waiting for his date miriam says this is exciting that he has a date he has not met yet maitre d then calls for andre leplume but oscar does not respond Entre les Felix points out to Oscar that he is entre la plume.
4: <laughs> which he I can't
2: say as well as you can in French. And Oscar signals the maitre D, who says he's seated Miss Morgan at your table, and he gives him the okay sign because she's a looker. She's a, yeah. And Oscar says to Felix, Well, this is it. And they shake hands like going oh, <laughs> going, going into battle. Yeah. And says, Courage La Courage La Plume. Le plume. Uh, I have a feeling you're gonna have a wonderful surprise. Oscar oh, goes such great setup, right? Goes to see the woman and has a look of surprise on his face. We don't yet see who the woman is, and then we see it's Gloria. And Felix now comes to the table with Miriam because they were, I guess, they were going to eat together, right? It seems. To, I guess it's
3: a double date already.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess so. It's Not that well explained. Um, and Oscar says, "You're right. What a surprise!" And Felix says, "What does she look like?" And Oscar says, "She looks like your ex-wife. It looks like your ex-wife." Uh, and now we're going to play the scene from there. He looks like Gloria? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Gloria! Oh, Felix! She's his ex-wife.
1: Miriam, this is Gloria Unger, my wife. My. My ex-wife. <laughs> Gloria, this is Miriam Welby. Hi. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot about you. All nice. All nice. <laughs>
4: I like your dress.
1: I bought that dress. <laughs> you know, if you don't mind, I think I'd like to go to the ladies' room. Of course. Right, wait, guys, wait,
2: slide sorry, You better
1: slide this I'll way. I'll come then. with you. Hey, that's not a bad idea. I think maybe I'll... Wait, just wait. To yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: Slide
0: in here. You slide in, I'm wearing out my pants. <laughs> could you? What do you mean, how could I? I I was expecting a Sarah Morgan, Sarah Morgan, not a glorious
1: Sarah Morgan.
0: uh, What's the
1: matter? Hypoglycemia. I'm upset my blood sugar gets very low this is all your fault the way you lied on your application yacht racing for pity's sake oh how do I know this was gonna happen you put down that you're above average in appearance so they matched you up with Gloria because she's suited to someone above average like me that's why you're divorced oh what's
4: that got to do with it
0: what am I gonna do we can stay and have dinner we can split whatever we want tell me tell me what should I do you should remain
1: calm is what you should here come Come. why not hi kids (laughs) how did it go (laughs) (laughs) it's like she means absolutely nothing to me she lives in our building I've done my laundry with her twice that's absolutely it honestly I want you to date you do it's a perfectly healthy normal thing here we are we're all helpful normie Sure, we're adults with above average senses of humor, if I'm not mistaken. So uh let's let's have fun. That's shall a good we? idea. we are ah, have a party. Look, what are we look, gonna look. do? This is just a double date. It's a double date. I'm with Miriam. Gloria, you're with Oscar over there, so <laughs> the party's on me. I like scotch, a scotch, and I'd love a martini. Scotch and a martini? uh, uh no. I, I think you better have a dry vermouth. Huh? Oh, it's not a vermouth kind of evening. Give me I a think one. I know what like Gloria ought to have. Felix, please don't order from you. You know I never like that. Yeah, let
0: her have what she wants, will you?
1: That's one scotch and one martini. Okay. Gloria will have a dry vermouth on the rocks. I'll have a martini. She'll have a martini. Uh, That's a vermouth and two martinis. If you, Monsieur Le Plume? What should I have Felix? <laughs> Can you will Have uh-huh. a martini. You'll see. Felix, I happen to be Oscar's date tonight. Oh, come on. That's that's just because of a computer error. The whole thing is so. <laughs> Did you ever?
4: <laughs> I think they're a cute couple.
1: You do? Yeah.
0: She does, thank
1: you. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Do you think Oscar's above average? Above average what? Above average in appearance. Yes, yes, I do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Would you stand up, please? Oh, will you cut that out? He's not above average. Yeah, don't scream at Miriam. I happen to think he's above average, too. Thank
4: you. Felix, you don't need to pick on me just because you're jealous of him, like,
1: Oscar and Gloria. Why should I be jealous of Andre Laplume? That's enough, Felix. I want to go home. I want to go home, too. I want to go home. <laughs>
0: you coming to one. Okay, pout. You should have blown the bodies on the powder.
2: <laughs> so, after that, there's a sight gag that, uh, which is not that great, I don't think, where they pull the tables away from Felix because they need him oh, for it's, another. I
3: oh, I like that. So it's he's it's obvious, abuse. but it's,
2: it is very pathetic. Um, that's, a, that's another really funny scene. Although, I, I can't understand. I mean, Miriam must feel.
4: This is what I want to
2: ask, uh, Eleanor Donnie, if you ever get on. Like, what, what does Miriam think about the fact that she's dating somebody who who's pining after his ex-wife nonstop?
3: Uh, Yeah, you'd think she would be the front of her in this right, right. But um, you know, I guess part of the what's the story here is that the it's uh, Felix is the one obsessed by this, and everyone else is fine uh or taking it in good humor i guess yeah, but how could she she dates him for yes. a while for three yes. seasons well yeah but no when felix says like
4: uh, yeah, she an
3: ear, ear, in earshot ha- of miriam yeah, like we i don't, don't want really to i don't yeah. know her at all right um and, and there's also that great another visual is when he says i'm here with miriam and Gloria's here with Oscar, but he has, he puts his arms around both Miriam yeah. and Gloria yeah. claiming them both. That's why the, that's why yeah. there was a laugh there. Uh, and uh, can I just say also that, uh, Oh, the, uh, I re- as I remember the scene in syndication, I am pretty sure the first half of it was cut because I had a very specific memory of it starting with um, Gloria saying, I actually feel like I'm here with Oscar. Uh okay. And so that's, and the first part of the scene was not as familiar to me. So for better or worse, I've, I'm just curious, like maybe other people remember that, but that's how I remember the, the scene. But the first part is is, is is very good. And so it helps the scene.
2: So now we have a new scene. We're back at the, at the apartment. Felix is tiptoeing into Oscar's room. Oscar's asleep. Felix asks Oscar if he's awake. Oscar says no. Felix <laughs> turns on the light and apologizes. Oscar says, you didn't hear no, and turns <laughs> off the light. Felix turns the light back on and says he's been walking the streets for hours. He pulls up a chair and Oscar asks, we're going to have a fireside chat. <laughs> Felix, asks, Felix asks, did Gloria resent my dating Miriam? No, she did not. Sorry, Felix doesn't ask. Well, he's Felix is stating. Rhetorically asking. Yes. Asking yes. Did Gloria resent my dating Miriam? No, she did not. She was able to rise above petty jealousy. But was I? No. Oscar picks up a cigar as Felix is talking. Oscar, if I'm any kind of man at all. I've got to come to you with my head held high and say, go ahead, Oscar, go with my blessing. Oscar says, go ahead and what? Felix says, I want you to date Gloria again. Oscar says, what? (laughs) Felix says, why not? It's because of me the date didn't work out tonight. But if I were up there somewhere, (laughs) poor dear departed Felix (laughs) struck down in my prime by who knows what terrible reason. Oscar says, try for waking up, Oscar. Felix says, never mind. If I was up there, you'd be dating Gloria. You'd be discovering for yourself what a glorious woman she is. Give it a try, will you? For me, if not for yourself. So I don't go through the rest of my life hating myself. Oscar says, I'll do it on one condition. You let me go through my life hating you. <laughs> then we get a dubbed thank you from Felix. So now we have a new scene. Oscar walks into the living room in a suit. Felix is sitting on the steps and smiles, a kind of fake oversmile.
3: Yes, it's, it's hard to describe this, but they, this right, as you'll say, they get into it, yes. a staring contest almost of weird smiles. Yes. And very Oscar,
2: awkward, forced smiles. Oscar does the same over smile. And Felix says, uh, on your way, huh, buddy? Taking Gloria to the ballet, huh? Have fun. Did you find it odd that Gloria, Oscar's taking Gloria to the ballet? Uh,
3: Yeah, I, it's it's weird for Oscar, but it's, yeah. it's kind of funny that, I mean, I, I must have imagined that... It's the date that Felix would take Gloria
2: on, and so almost, so it's
3: almost like Felix arranged. I I like to imagine Felix arranged the tickets, like he's so trying to mastermind the whole date. Okay, as but sort of vicariously living through it, through you know, living it through Oscar.
2: Oscar says, "You really want me to go?" Felix closes his eyes very tightly and nods. (laughs) Oscar says, "What does that mean with the eyes?" Felix says, "I Mm -hmm. want you to go." Mm -hmm. Then Murray walks in, and they stare and smile at him. Murray asks Oscar how he feels. Felix answers for Oscar and says he feels great. Then we hear a dubbed, what am I smiling about from Oscar as he leaves? That's a very dubbed line.
3: I just Um, want to say the whole smiling bit is also very clearly not something that's written in the script, but something that is, again, a great example of Klugman and Randall being able to improv or develop this chemistry through rehearsal that it's clearly like an ad lib or bit that they do.
2: Murray is there for Felix to help him rehearse for a song in the police show. This is a really random subplot. It that, is
3: random. But do you think that the idea is like they have to come up with an excuse to of, sing or to maybe to sing? Or do they really ha- they have to show Felix doing something
2: at home while know. the others are out on the date? It seems weird. It's Murray's, a way to get Murray involved, I guess. I don't know why that's necessary unless there's some commitment he's in every episode. Murray says he is doing Pearl Little Buttercup. Felix asks who's chose that for him. Murray says my captain Felix says he must hate Gilbert and Sullivan.
3: If I mean, interject it's from HMS Pinafore. The
2: yeah yep yeah. uh new scene we're back at Nino's with Oscar and Gloria. Gloria asked him how he liked the ballet. Oscar says he loved it. They saw Salon Lake. Oscar says it's his favorite. I didn't know Oscar had a favorite ballet. Hmm. Uh Gloria asks how the New York Ranger, how did the New York Rangers do tonight? And Oscar says hard to know since the season ended a few weeks ago. Gloria takes a sugar packet, and Oscar asks if she has hypoglycemia too. She says Felix gave it to her. <laughs> Oscar chooses a sugar. He chews on a sugar square as well. That's what I think he's chewing on.
4: Yeah,
2: Gloria, right? The, says, the, 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 in the dish at the table, like yeah. the complimentary
3: mints or
2: whatever gloria says uh i give up if you give up oscar says they've known each oscar says they've known each other for 10 years i have a feeling somehow that hey right well you know what
3: you know why that doesn't seem right because didn't we just recently did the did the flashback episode where uh felix meets gloria and remember it's oscar that sets them up inadvertently remember the whole backstory is that oh oscar, right oscar was gonna felix be, and gloria yeah. meet because oscar arranged a double date where yes. gloria was oscar's date right and then they switched and that was supposed to be back in the 50s
2: right I just and, realized, that, and that implied that oscar knew gloria before felix right had. and also i just realized there's the whole playboy episode which is also set in the 50s oh oscar. my goodness you're felix right is Wait, oh. you. when is that Lord, that's yeah. like next season it? i can't i don't know which season that is oh. off the top of my head
3: Anyway, uh, it's inconsistent. Yes, is it's inconsistent.
2: Uh, and they've always been able to talk since they've known each other a long time. Now they can't because we're on a date. That's all wrong. Gloria adds, and it's all because Felix is trying to prove he's not jealous. He's constantly trying to prove he's a superior human being. Let's go home. Oscar says, what good will that do? He's going to make us go out on date after date after date, and there's no way to stop him. Gloria says, unless we give him a reason for it. Oscar says in a tone of surprise, <laughs> Sarah, and Gloria says, "Andre." So now we have a new scene, and now we see Felix and Murray rehearsing. Poor little Buttercup, very theatrically, and they sing the song, yeah. and the audience yeah. applauds. Although we only see ten seconds of it.
3: And this. well, it's okay. So the the humor in is that Felix is coaching Murray, who is not who would obviously be miscast in such a in such a song of a dainty Gilbert and Sullivan heroine. Uh, and so the joke is Felix is trying to coach Murray to do a very uh, corny, dainty little dance with this very uh, 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 pretty song. And so it's completely extraneous to the plot. But I do think my new theory is that yes they want maybe not contractually murray in every episode but notice they're using they got myrna in they got Mur, uh, murray uh the poker the other poker guys are gone in season three so it's like this is the new supporting cast and they really like want them all in this episode just sort of set
2: the tone why not some why that gag though i don't know so because tony randall probably thought of it yeah right uh so uh, I, I have a feeling the audience also saw a much longer version of Poor Little Buttercup Probably, that yes. was on the screen, which is only 10 seconds. So now <laughs> yes. Oscar and Gloria come home, and we get the final clip that we're going to play.
0: Hey, Felix, Murray. <laughs> hi. Oh. hi, Gloria. Oh,
1: what are you doing here? I going to home. What do you think? Oh, I just wanted to see the apartment. Hi, Murray. Hi, Gloria. You've seen the apartment a thousand times. It's uh, well.
0: Felix, I know you're from another planet. But here in North America, you take a girl out on a date, you bring her home for a drink.
4: <laughs>
0: Have you <laughs> uh, Oscar is
1: dating Gloria? Yes, does that surprise you? <laughs> Felix, I'm trained not to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Buttercup. <laughs>
0: Excuse us, will you, please?
4: Excuse us? No. Thank you.
0: Well. How's the evening? don't you have a book you're dying to finish or something?
4: <laughs> a book
0: you're dying to finish. You want it to go already.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Listen, uh, this, this is your apartment, so. Much as mine, more so. In fact, technically, I'm still a guest here, so whatever you. Uh... Gloria, you're a free agent. Whatever you want, I'll be in my room. Don't, don't worry about me. Uh, no, I just want you to know, I'm, I'm not going to make an excuse for. I want coffee or come back or anything like that. You're, you're absolutely on your own. so You're safe. It didn't work.
0: Question of time. You want to play some gin rummy?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Smile, though your heart is
0: breaking, smile. He sounds
4: happy. False
0: bravado. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> now we're rolling.
1: Hey, does he still bang his head up against the wall when he's upset?
0: Good night,
1: buddy. Oscar, you're well above average.
0: money back they said I had to fill out another application and try again right. well so you'll try again
1: you get another shot at it at least this time you know you're not gonna get Gloria she's not Sarah Morgan anymore and you're not using a silly name like Andre Laplume like hey, thank you Mr. Willard Eisenhower here that's it. <laughs> but you are uh, uh, what is it? there's a Miss Molinaro waiting oh bring her. here will you? Lina Molinaro sounds mm-hmm. ah, like hi. South America. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're Lena Molinara?
4: You're Willard Eisenhower? What happened to the
0: stockbroker?
4: He was married. Sliding,
0: sliding.
2: So I never realized until doing this that she uses Al, Al <laughs> Molinara's last name. In it. Right. Did you know that before?
3: Uh, no. And I didn't even notice it uh, when I watched it last you know, the other day. So, um, <laughs> but they figure it's all fair game, right? They need—they're not they, they tend to take a lot of. We're finding all these fictional names they have to make up. They take them from somewhere always. Uh,
2: so that whole scene with Felix getting jealous uh, is great. The noises that he makes. Yes. As he's the one thing that always bothers me, and this is such a small thing. Do you know what it is about that scene?
3: Watching the
2: painting.
3: No. knock off the wall okay. oh why do when you... he hits
2: his head on the wall we see
3: the vibrations of no. that like the painting shakes on the wall why would that bother me i don't know it's a little it's it's funny but it's a little much no know? there's a
2: how does he know they're playing jim Rummy? jim Rummy. Oh. jim Rummy. <laughs> he comes out he sees them with cards and he immediately knows yes. it's jim. it always bothered me <sighs> so well
3: uh okay i can't know i Chad, perhaps so you are much more well-versed in the various card games and the rules and rituals. But no I, I am know. not. And I have no idea how to even play Jin Rummy, let alone bridge or something I, like that. But I imagine that the setup, if someone knows what Jin Rummy is, then maybe uh, there's a certain setup that might have been obvious visually. I've, Just the way that you would know if they're playing five-card stud in poker uh, based on the cards.
2: So I've considered that to be an answer. And if someone writes in and tells us something we'll talk about it i don't think the way he rushes out and quickly looks at them and i know i think i played gin rummy i don't remember it i don't think there's a way to know it's gin rummy that's and is that the same as gin or is it gin just a variation on gin and i i haven't played these games in decades i think there's no way he could know that well I don't know why it just doesn't say playing cards. Well, you he know why? No,
3: this, and this is, you may be right, Ted, but it's worth it because my best friend, my, my best friend and my wife playing gin rummy is a great line. It's much better, funnier line
2: than just playing cards. Fair girls. enough. I, from a logic point of view, it's always bugged me. Anyway, it's a it doesn't matter. It's a great scene um, and it's a great tag. It's one of the better tags in the
3: show. The t- yeah, so the skipping to the tag, right, where the he tries again and ends up, of course, <laughs> it's like so ludicrous but it's it's brilliant I mean it's perfect it's yeah. the perfect ending it because he tries ending, again yeah. and he finds the other woman that he knows yes. and, re-
2: and I love the name Willard Eisenhower
3: Willard Eisenhower <laughs> yeah. is his I guess is he uh, still trying to uh, appeal to the executive yeah. set? I guess, uh, and I love that she says that the the first boyfriend was married because it already exposes that, just like you know, com- uh, online dating today, a lot of guys are just using this to cheat on their wives. Yeah, so, so, so I hear.
2: I I enjoy this episode a lot. I give it four out of five, Murray's. Um, I I don't know why it's not higher. I guess just because it's consistently funny, but there's no belly laughs. And there are episodes that give me like real belly laughs. I mean, i have laughed throughout through the entire episode, which is like, it's a four. Uh, and I don't know why I'm defending a four. I have to explain a four, but it's a four for me.
3: Well, I'm going to go for the five. I mean, oh, okay. I, I understand because it's also the first of season three, you know, you want to leave room to grow, but I, I just, it just hit me that this was a really powerful start to the season. Like they really know what they're doing now. They really uh, have mastered you know, here we are, basically midway through the whole show, the whole uh, series. They didn't know that, but you know, they're really hitting a, a an early peak here. And um there's so, it, uh, there's you're right. Maybe there's not a lot of belly laughs, but it's just constant. There's rarely a, a a bad step here. You know, like just so much funny and going on, and so much of the scenes. Uh, and also, I what I think is also an added polish, like the 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 tag is good as opposed to a throwaway from the other seasons. Um, that's um, you know, it's a perfectly symmetrical or inevitable ending. Uh, there's also that one moment at the end of the climax scene after Felix catches them and Gloria leaves, and that little the tagline at the end of the scene of Oscar, you're well above average, is something new that we haven't seen in the earlier seasons like it's it's not a joke it's tender it's kind of sweet between them and um and also is a callback to the whole you know average well above average debate earlier so it's just good really solid writing the whole episode is perfectly structured and um and it reminds me also sorry to touch on season one again but it reminded me what was missing from season one that makes it i think not satisfying to you and me at least is that season one was seemed to be so much about like putting them having them fight each other because that was the whole premise of the odd couple concept the and there wasn't really a lot of affection between them in season one we rarely got that and that's one thing that's missing that they really mastered now is how to combine their conflict with actual affection for each other also being funny was
2: also missed in season one Having something that's funny. Well, that would, that would also be a problem, yeah, yes. Um, all right. Well, that is a, a, a wrap for that episode. And uh, Oscar, I'm sorry, Garrett, you're well above Who? average.
3: Who? Oh, is there someone else in the room? Okay. You're well above average to me. Ah, uh, well, thank you. And, and uh, merci, Monsieur Laplume. Goodbye, everybody.